we have not found an existing uh, software solution that would tick all of the boxes we need to create a considerably better, faster, and again, better Nosby. So we created it from scratch. Like we mentioned many times, teased many times, working on hashtag secret project, aka Project Purple, and and Watermelon is only the first uh, of the artifacts of Project Purple that has seen the light of day. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. And today we are doing an interview with a famous open source uh, contributor um, uh, and the most senior of the senior developers uh, uh, in React and React Native and JavaScript and whatever. So, uh, Radek, uh, today we're talking about code. Yeah, okay. The, 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 don't oversell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we, we haven't really, you know, because you're a programmer and, uh, and uh, I used to be one. <laughs> and uh, we, are, we have never actually, I think, discussed code. You know, I, we're running a software company and we have never discussed code in uh, Nosby. Uh, I mean, code in the podcast. No, I don't think we did. Uh, by the way, glad to have you back from your sabbatical. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, it's, it's been long, long weeks uh, away from work, and I managed to really unplug and not pay attention to the you know current things happening in the company. So really, really managed to to um, to get some perspective. So it was really good. Yeah, I'm very glad to hear that, and I'm very happy to see you tomorrow. Yeah, so today we are recording and you're there and I am here, but tomorrow you're coming to my place again for the second time in my no office home office. Yeah, I think this year is uh, will have been the year where uh, we will have seen each other more times than in any previous year in the past. I counted six times, including two with me being at your place, uh, which is highly <laughs> unusual. But yes. I'm going to a conference, and that's why. Yeah, so we found a conference here nearby, and uh, we'll—I mean, it's a, again a programmers conference, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And uh, I'll join you there, and you know, and it's a good excuse to see each other. So, um, and for example, I will show you some good, cool gadgets I bought when I was in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy to see that. And also, uh, today is September the 11th, and tomorrow is Apple's keynote. So uh, I'll I'll have to like you you made me uh, have to be <laughs> I'll have to be very patient tomorrow because you have a thing in the evening and I will have to wait for you to get back after the keynote ends so that we can both watch on your big screen uh, the yeah. keynote. Yeah, but it's gonna be so cool to watch it together. So you know, really geek out and watch the Apple keynote. So uh, I can't wait and. Um, yeah, it was a tough decision, you know. Um, I had this thing that I had to attend to, and it was scheduled like months ago. And then there was, you know, the new iPhones, you know, and what to do. But uh, <laughs> but I'm glad you're you're patient with me, so we'll we'll watch it together after I'm back. Yeah, I, I guess I'll, I don't know, read a book or something that doesn't require internet. <laughs> exactly. No, don't worry. You'll, yeah, I have th I have three children. You know, you'll have somebody to take care. You know, so <laughs> yeah. so um. 
Uh, and uh, so one of the gadgets, I'm, I'm going to spoil this for you a little bit. One of the gadgets that I bought, and I'm going to show it to you tomorrow, is a new backpack. And because I, I saw it, and of course I loved it, and I thought, you know, Radek once on a podcast challenged me that for the next Nosby reunion, which is in October, I should pack only with a backpack. Mm -hmm. And now I think with this backpack, I will be able to. So I'll show you. All right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So uh, let let's let's get back to the the main topic. So I just came back uh, like two days ago from a conference in Wrocław, uh, which is called React Native EU EU like European Union. Uh, you can check it out. The link in the show notes. And this is a conference for uh, mobile app developers creating stuff using this technology called React Native. And I was a speaker there, presenting and sort of selling uh, to, to the audience there a new framework uh, we, Nosby, have just released called WatermelonDB. And this is the first time we, we released a big piece of open source software for other developers to use. Uh, there's been like a ton of random uh, open source co contributions uh, I've made and other people made like to existing software in the course of us using like other like tools and code other people made uh, and if there was something missing like that's what programmers tend to do just contribute back to like solve a problem to solve our own needs uh, but uh, despite it being an idea for years we never truly had an opportunity to to like have something like very cool very useful that we can extract from from our code base and just make open source uh, so that anyone can can take it and do whatever the hell they want with it and for me for me the whole the whole premise of open source is just um i mean it's really amazing like, like that you get first of all of course it open source has built the internet because you know most of the servers and 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 underlying technology is open source like you can use the uh, set up most of the servers uh, via open source uh, so really free code that people have contributed to the internet and uh, and I think um, for many programmers this is also like a like like a great feeling to be able to contribute back you know not just use open source but really do something to advance technology to move things forward right yeah um, if someone is is not a programmer and, and not fully aware of this like like open source is, is shocking like it's so uh, like seemingly it, it it's so misfitted to to our society and 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 culture like this is open source is all about sharing like people well-paid people usually creating like spending a lot of time to create something that then they're like hey you can not only take it for free but but generally it's licensed um using permissive licenses so that you can take it and just use it to build something commercially. So like people just sharing their hard-earned work for the common good, like that's, yeah. that's, that's just weird. But, <laughs> but somehow it works. And, and it's not just um, idealists uh, and communists that, that do it. Like everybody does it, like big corporations do it because it really works it in in at least in this industry in this context sharing the work uh through open source really really works and makes everybody's lives 
easier and better, both for individuals and people learning programming and small companies like us and huge companies like Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Facebook better. Yeah, and that's why, for example, I don't want to go into this subject, but that's why, for example, patents for software are just so stupid because uh, because really in software sharing is the dominant force. Like uh, you know, yes. um, so 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 this kind of you know being egoistic, you know, having patents for stuff like this in this environment in this industry is just completely out of place. You know, and uh, uh, like. Uh, when I when I think about it, you know, when I remember when I was starting, you know, programming, uh, that I could use uh, PHP, MySQL, you know, Linux, like all these things for free, and I could create a, a, a commercial so- software, like not not be a commercial software, using the free tools, the free you know open source uh, tools. It's it's it was amazing, and also seeing other people contribute to them, making them better. Um, and and uh, that's why I'm also very excited. Although I'm not, I haven't, you know, put even a line of code into this. What you what you have uh, published, I'm really excited that, that we as Nosby um, managed to really uh, create something cool and really give it to others to you know benefit from it. Even our future competitors, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's the beautiful thing about open source. And I, I guess we'll get back to to the specifics of of, of that uh, later. Uh, and also like like what you're saying, uh, like. That was ten years ago, and, and since then, open source has grown so much. Uh, but but let me explain what it is that that we open source. Mm-hmm. So, what we want to do uh, at Nosby is to keep improving on the um, on the experience, right? On on the fundamentals, and and help individuals and teams get more productive, get more things done, get more organized and communicate better, etc., etc. And sometimes that means marketing and promoting ideas and explaining things. Sometimes that means uh, better design, like, uh, you know, presenting something in a way that more people understand it and more people know how to use it. And sometimes it means just new features and more engineering on, on just the product itself. Uh, but apparently, sometimes we have to go like really deep down into like infrastructure level and, and and create just basic programming tools that 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 we need to improve on that experience. And and for us, the 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 problem is with how much time it takes to launch the app. And on like newer iPhones. Uh, Nesby like launches fast, like it's, it's not a problem. But unfortunately, on Android devices, Nesby is kind of slow. Like it's slow to launch, and it's it's not the fastest app in the world. Especially you know, especially because the Android you know devices they are so fragmented, so they are like really people are using older, sm- s- uh, slower devices. So, and they expect the same experience. They expect still the application to work properly. Yeah. Uh, so um, and and of course, on the other hand, they have lots of data. They have lots of tasks, lots of comments, lots of projects, and we want them to have that. You know, we don't want to, to tell our users, you know, you can use Nosby, but just you know, have five projects and you know, three tasks because otherwise it will be slow. And we don't want that. We want people to actually use Nosby to get stuff done and have many projects, many tasks, and many comments, and you know, whatever they want inside, and still launch fast. Yeah, exactly. Like we see that more and more um, people use Nosby inside Teams, 
And when you have a team and you're sharing a lot of projects with a lot of people, like you're starting to get into like thousands of tasks that that you can access from your app that are synchronized, right? And 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 that's starting to become a problem because at that scale, like the more tasks you have, like when, when it's not hundreds but thousands of tasks, uh, the app will launch um, considerably slower. Yeah, what I wanted to say also is that uh, we have decided to go the uh, also the a little bit more difficult route uh, because we still believe that you have to have access to this data locally oh, not yeah. not not only through the internet so uh, because there are always moments especially on the mobile phone that sometimes you have you know slow connection you know you don't you know like it, all the times this happens you have sl- slower connections uh, you are on the plane whatever but not only on the plane like whatever you are you just uh, and you want to be able to inter- interact with nosby data as fast as possible uh, even though you have a slow connection so we don't want to depend on the slow connection so we have taken this route of of you know and which is really difficult of making sure that you have access to you have all the data locally so we can interact yeah. with it, with it quickly and we sync that later yeah all of your nosby data except for completed tasks and projects is fully synchronized and fully offline. And that makes things really challenging from a technical standpoint. Now, now the fact that, that the app, app launches on Android not super fast is a multifaceted uh, problem. And it's something um, that even though you you might not see you know, huge improvements uh, today, it's, it's not something we're ignoring. This is just a really complicated problem with many parts. And you'll see sometime later uh, that hopefully start to change. But one of the missing pieces was was just this, like how to handle so much data when you have everything offline so that you can have, you know, not thousands, even tens of thousands of tasks and it just doesn't matter and the app can launch just as fast. And because of the the whole combination of things we need, like uh, we're running it on iOS and Android and Mac and Windows and the web browser, etc. cetera, uh, we synchronize and we synchronize with our own custom server software uh, and a couple of other things. Like we have not found an existing uh, software solution that would tick all of the boxes we need to create a considerably better faster, and again, better, uh, Nosby. So we created it from scratch. Yeah, and also another challenge, because of course we like challenges, is also the fact that we wanted this, uh, this piece of code to be shareable among all of our clients, you know, to make sure that you know, we, 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 we can support the, the, mobile, the mobile phones, we can support the browser, we can support, support anything uh, with this kind of uh, data loading. So of course, this adds another level of complexity to make sure that it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so that's... That was a hairy challenge, and we done we've done a, a bunch of research about it and tried things and failed, and so ultimately we we decided uh, we just have to create it from scratch. And uh, I and the Nosby team have been working on this for more than one and a half years, uh, not full time, just just to be sure. This is alongside all of the improvement projects and all the stuff you'll hear more about in the future. Uh, and and this is the first part uh, that that we're uh, publicly releasing, 
And so, yeah, we, we created this, this framework for handling data, uh, in our case, projects and tasks and comments and whatnot, such that it doesn't matter how much you have, uh, everything is loaded lazily, which means that you don't you know, take all the, all the data from disk and load it into memory when you launch the app, but you only like go and find the right data exactly when you need it uh, and only the stuff you, you need. And also everything is um, observable, which means, which means that, you know, for example, when you complete a task, you have to change the task and also the whole list changes and you have to update all the counters for how many tasks there are. And, and you can see like, like subtle bugs in Nosby today. For example, if you're looking at a task and there's a checklist and someone updates the checklist and it synchronizes, it doesn't update on your screen. You have to exit the task and, and open it again. And, and this is because like right now in Nosby, like a lot of this data handling, like updating what the app looks like based on what the data is. Uh, it has to be done manually by us. And this is like tricky and error prone. And, and, and there's just a lot of extra mess that, that, that's, uh, that has to do with it, right? And, and so one of the, the things that, that this watermelon DB thing does is just automates that completely. And so all of the observing the data and updating the UI uh, happens completely automatically. So basically, uh, you, you have created this framework, this piece of code, which is completely not sexy for anyone, like for, for, the develop, uh, for, for, the, for the user, because, you know, it's really deep in the, in the system, yeah. but it will have the benefits um, later and it will benefits for, for you guys to develop, you know, features of, of Nosby. But uh, the most important benefit, of course, is the speed. Uh, and to make it more sexy, you have given it a very nice name. So uh, why watermelon? <laughs> uh, I I asked around in, in the company uh, for ideas for the name, and no one came up with something I liked. And I was like, let's just call it watermelon. I don't know why. I just I, I like I like the the word watermelon, and I like watermelons. And then in fact, I I created a different thing like ten years well not. Uh, like seven years ago, uh, like a content management system in PHP. It's also open source called Watermelon. And it was just a project I, I, I built as a uh, learning platform. And, and there's literally one website on the whole internet that, that uses it. And like the whole world forgot about it. So I was like, Watermelon was a good name. Let's just, let's just call a new thing Watermelon DB, like database, Watermelon DB. <laughs> and... I liked it and people seemed to, to like it. And Hubert, our designer, made a nice logo to it, which is like a watermelon, but in the shape of the letter W. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, like, like you're right. Uh, from the standpoint of users, this is completely not interesting, not sexy at all. Like, like why did you spend one and a half years building it? This makes no sense. Who cares about it? Like, th this is really like deep down infrastructure level. This is as boring as laying down, like, um, you know, cutting open the roads to lay down cable and, and pipes. Like, you know, very boring and very annoying because it takes time, but, but it's necessary infrastructure work to lay the foundation for better, brighter future. And even though, as you're saying, this is not really sexy for, for the users, apparently it is very interesting uh to the open source community and to programmers 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, let's go. Let's go through the launch process because you know yeah. you, we have launched it. Uh, uh, so the launch process was this: that you were a speaker, um, as we mentioned at the React Native EU conference in Wrocław, mm-hmm. and you made a presentation on it. Yeah, uh, actually, let's go back a couple of weeks. So, like a couple of weeks before the conference, I realized, oh, I have just a couple of weeks to get this done including one week where I'm on vacation. So uh, again, th- th- this has been brewing for a long time and it's been part of like a different code base for this this whole big project. Um, and, and we're like, okay, so we have to finish a couple of things until this is usable for people who are not Nosby. We have to improve a couple of things to like make more sense. We have to write the documentation to it so that people know how to use this because this is pretty complicated piece of technology, right? Like this is not something that you can just like look at the code and use it. Like like you need some introduction to it. You need some documentation. Uh, and we need to extract it from this whole thing that's been brewing for, for one and a half years into a separate open source repository. So, um, you know, I, I started working, like writing docs, like delegating tasks, like engaging the, the whole development team at Nosby to to help out uh, with this effort uh, and, and like delegate a couple of tasks so that things continue to uh, to be worked on while I'm on vacation. And then after the vacation, I had, I think, four work days before the conference. Uh, Marcin helped a lot with like extracting it into a separate uh, repository. Uh, and in the, the last, you know, couple of days, I was you know, running like crazy, working on, on the weekend too, to uh, make the uh, the slides. Mm-hmm. And, and also, um, like the thing is, th- this didn't work. Like we know it works internally, but th- this has been technically open source for like uh, three weeks and just no one looked at it. Like it was just there yeah. for, for testing. And it didn't work until 30 minutes before my talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the day before the conference, uh, I was on a train uh, to Wrocław for, uh, where the conference happened and I was building a demo, right? So that there's not just this code so that you can use it to build apps, but there's this like simple demo app so that you can view it in action. Like, like this is what, what people do in the open source to sort of sell, uh, sell as in marketing, not, not as in take money uh, mm-hmm. uh the, the the idea and, and sort of prove that this is actually a good idea this this works so i was running like crazy making this demo work marching was setting up the the demo project while i was working on it in like this existing playground app like all last minute on the the, the first day of the conference when my talk was was going on uh like everybody who wasn't on vacation uh, that day in the development team, uh, I was, you know, I was doing work in, in during coffee breaks and asking them to like get some last uh, bits and uh, and pieces done so that when I make my talk and people get go to GitHub and download it, it actually works. Uh, and really, that was done uh, 30, 30 minutes before before the talk it started working. So then <laughs> and. Yeah. No, I, I remember. I remember just the day before the, the your talk, uh, uh, we we rehearsed. I mean, you we oh, yeah. on, on Zoom, and you 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 know show me the presentation, mm-hmm. and then I was impressed, you know, and I was impressed by the presentation and by the demos, because uh, you 
screen recorded the demos, mm-hmm. and which, which is very smart, you know, not to do live demo, never do live oh, demo no, no, no. On, on the stage, Bad, like never, yeah. ever. Ever, so very good. You did it, and then the best part, like you finished it. It was brilliant, and I was like, "Yeah, I gave you some feedback." And you said, "By the way, Michael, you know all these demos are fake. <laughs> They're not working yet." <laughs> oh no! Well, they worked on my phone, but not if you downloaded the code. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, but uh, but just to just to also tell you that um, from my perspective, um. I remember me as an open source user, you know, for many, mm-hmm. many years. Uh, also, when I was learning JavaScript, when I was learning, you know, how to code Nosby in the very beginning, for me, demo was the most important part of yeah. an open source package because I would look at the documentation later. I would first get the code and get the demo and I would go through the demo. You know, for me, reading the docs was going through the demo to see how things work and why they work. And then later, I would, if I wouldn't understand something, I would go to the documentation. So demo is really yeah. important. So I really, I'm really happy that you did manage to pull it off and to include the demo in this in this part. Yeah, uh, I was also like pretty stressed about this this talk. I haven't been done public speaking in like I don't know two years or, or something. Uh, so I, I was pretty pleased with with the result, although it, it took a uh, a lot of work to prepare the slides and and rehearse, and uh, I was very grateful that that you like just back from your you know six week sabbatical, uh, <laughs> uh, you were cool with with uh, rehearsing with me. Uh, and then there was uh, the day of the conference. The demo worked. Everything was set up, and there was my talk in which I really didn't get too deep into like the technical side of it, like how to use it. Uh, and and how it works it's more of a like why like hey here's the problem that we have that a lot of apps built using react native have uh, that they don't launch very fast because uh, there's too much data it doesn't scale Uh, so here's the the problem like like here's a problem here's why this happens and here's our solution and here's what it does. Here's what it's good at. This is lazy loaded. It's observable. All the all the fancy uh, buzzwords. Uh, and then there was a demo. And I was like, yeah. And you know, come come find me. Ask me questions. And there was quite a lot of interest on the conference for this this open source library. Uh, people. Um, There's a, a couple of people who who had ideas for making even bigger, grander, more ambitious open source frameworks where watermelon would be a good building block, right? People want mm-hmm. to uh, build these um, these like full stack, like both uh, the app development and the server side and it all connects automatically and whatnot. And, and like, this is one of the, the pieces that's necessary for it. Uh, so I was like really excited for it that, that people not only told me, hey, I, I want to use this, this this sounds like something that would solve my problems, but also, hey, I want to m- make something even even bigger and better, and, and like this is what I need. So this was quite exciting. A lot of people asked me questions, asked me how is it different or better than, than some particular uh, existing solutions, uh, and we talked it through, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and, oh, and... We don't do video anymore, but I had a lot of these 3D printed React logo things. I'll put the show uh, the, a link in the show notes, and those are really yeah. cool. And I I didn't have too many of them, and I gave away gave them away to to 
to 19 different people because I had 19 <laughs> of them. And, and like, like people saw them and, and people would like play with them uh, like, a, like a fidget spinner or like wear it uh, on top of their, their badge, right? Like, like on their nice. chest. And so like some people were, when I gave it to them, were like, oh man, I, I, I saw them everywhere and I felt left out. So like, this was really an, an object <laughs> of desire among React programmers. Uh, so that's a good idea. And I'm, I'm printing, m manufacturing more of those today for the next React conference. Cool. Anyway, uh, so there was that. And then I expected that this would shake things up a little bit. Uh, like we made this for a reason that for, for this particular technology, for this set of needs, like this didn't quite exist. There are things sort of like it. The, the big one is Realm, which is uh, another, like the San Francisco based startup, which has this mobile open source uh, database and also the server side stuff. I have a Realm t-shirt. I know some of the guys building uh, Realm. It's it's a cool thing, but but doesn't quite solve all of our problems. So we had to build Watermelon. And I know that a lot of people also don't want to use uh, Realm uh, for, for, for different reasons. And aside from that, there's not much else that, that ticks all uh, like many of, of those boxes. So people are really interested. And I, I expected that there will be some interest online, but I was shocked at just how much. So the most popular open source thing I built is a, a tiny, very simple open source library called Swift User Defaults, uh, now maintained by uh, someone else. And this has like 3,000 stars on GitHub. But, but this is 3,000 stars over like three years, right? And this was released very early in the evolution of the Swift language community. So there was a perfect opportunity to release that. In JavaScript, there are just millions of programmers, like a ton of different code, open source project. Like it's it's kind of difficult to uh, to be heard in, in in some ways. So I thought it would maybe even surpass Swift user defaults, but over a long time. Like this is a pretty niche thing. Uh, but no, uh, like within days, it started picking up traction online. People started uh, sending issues on GitHub, uh, asking questions or... Um, you know, telling me about the problems they experience. Someone emailed me saying they'll probably have a shipping simple app on App Store uh, within like a couple of weeks using Watermelon. Um, some people, uh, there was one person and today another person sending like pull requests with like small fixes uh, to the open source uh, code. It, it got to GitHub trending page. So there's this trending page where you see like most popular repositories uh, today or this week on, on GitHub, which is this massive um, sort of portal for uh, developers and, and open source code. And it, it got somewhere like, you know, at the end of, of the list and then got like number five trending today, like most stars today. Number two. For all languages. Number two at some point. And then it got to number two. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that was pretty amazing. And it it uh, was mentioned in like two different newsletters. I sent some emails to some more newsletters that I think might be interested. So maybe we'll see more. Uh, it got picked up just just like two hours before we recorded this podcast on Hacker News. Uh, you know, news 
that ycombinator.com, which is super popular uh, news site for uh, programmers and, and nerds, essentially, and got like number nine on Hacker News front page, which is amazing. It, it's it's starting to get um, its first pieces of hate on the internet, which is when you know you've succeeded. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> right now, in less than a week, it it gathered more than 1,600 stars on GitHub. And I think yesterday before I went to sleep, or no, yesterday morning, it got to 1,000. Uh, so so this, is, this is going fast. And uh, maybe by... By the time this is recorded, it's going to be two thousand, and it's only been a week. Yeah, I, I just I just went to the GitHub website, and when you refresh the page, the stars increase. Like you know, yes, it's <laughs> it's magical. So um, so yeah, it's it, it's it got lots of uh, lots of attention. So uh, pretty pretty exciting uh, thing happening to you know an open source project that we thought is a niche thing you know but apparently for javascript uh, it's still a big thing and uh, as you said uh, people um, in this community are pretty excited about you know new cool things being uh, published yeah now and uh, uh, f- like for us um, can you tell me you know because you know on one hand you know it makes sense for us to open source because you know wanna, you want to get give back to the community of what you've built. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, when you, you may think about it, you know, you're giving away your, you know, your um, uh, secret sauce, right? And also uh, uh, what you're doing, you're giving yourself more headache because you have to maintain it now and you have to, yeah. um, you know, um, you know, care for it, not as much as we care for the Nosby product, but also, you know, you have to support it, you have to merge pull requests, you know, there is there are things happening. So tell me, why is it still beneficial for us to do to do it as an open source product, uh, you know, project? Yeah, uh, so this is an excellent question, like, like, not just why we did it, but but why would companies just give away the, their work? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you think about it, like one and a half years of maybe part time, but still work of of a whole development team. That's a lot of money, right? And and especially when you have something that you know uh, that that's supposed to be better than alternatives that are available. Then, like like, why would you give away something that that can be a competitive advantage? Like, why would you give away something that, as you say, a potential competitor could use to to uh to build a nosby competitor right yeah so um there's there's costs and benefits the cost as you're saying is that like first of all uh uh, there's a competitive cost that you're giving away something you could have and others couldn't there's the cost of um uh, the maintenance overhead that you're the maintainer and so you still have to um you know, review other people's code uh, that that they give to you. You have to separate it from your main main code base, and like the the setup of the whole thing is more complicated. You have to write documentation and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So so those are the costs. But then for the benefits, first of all, you might be the one who started the project and you gave away your work for free. But if this is not very useful then no one will use it and you haven't wasted like the competitive advantage, maybe just wasted a, a week of work to open source it. And if it is useful and people do use it and people do create maintenance overhead for you, it means that they're doing work for free, 
that you benefit from, right? Exactly. So essentially, mm-hmm. so essentially, like you may be the one who started the the project, and so you take on the maintenance burden. The overtime, many open source projects grow to include like a, a core team of contributors from you know individuals or people from different companies, uh, but uh, essentially, like you're. By by collaborating and doing it in the open sphere, you're pulling resources of different people and different companies for the common goal of, you know, improving the uh, the infrastructure that we all need. Like this might be some competitive advantage, but this is this is pipes and and wires, right? Like no one cares mm-hmm. about it. Like people people don't buy Nosby because it has watermelon in it, or well, it doesn't today, but it's going to have, right? Uh, yeah. Like people are going to buy it based on our marketing and how good the whole product is. So uh, you're not the the fear of losing a competitive edge is is generally like way overblown, and the benefit of having this this piece of boring infrastructure you need too, and have other people fix your bugs and add features <laughs> you you could use too because they needed it more than you did and so they decided to to build this to fix their problems and you're like okay great now we can use it too i'll just take your code thank you very much right and mm-hmm. and and this is great uh because um yeah creating something like watermelon takes a lot of time and and effort but like no one was doing it so we didn't really have that much choice but then maintaining it inside nosby even if it's less maintenance than it if it's open source, it's still so much maintenance for a piece of like complicated infrastructure. And it's crazy to have to be a small company and maintain like on your own something as complicated and as boring of an infrastructure as watermelon is. It, it is so much better to, to, to spread the effort and pull resources of different individuals and companies to work on it. So that's one thing, uh, and the the second part is this is a good hiring and and sort of marketing tool because developers, uh, software developers are people who are you know some among the most privileged people in the world today. Uh, software developers are in demand. Which means oh, yes. they get to choose where where they work. Like if you're a skilled programmer, you can work essentially anywhere you please, uh, because there's more demand than supply. And so, if you get to choose where you're going to to work, which is a lot of privilege, like f- few people have that privilege. But since you do have that privilege, you're going, you're probably going to to choose to work not only where they pay you the most, but where you'll like the work the most, and working on cool projects uh, and and cool open source projects too is something developers really enjoy. Uh, like it's it's cool to work not just on a product that people are going to use, but but to have other developers like your peers use the code you wrote is very satisfying. And working on cool software like using cool technologies uh, is very satisfying as well. So by open sourcing tools like that, uh, this is a, a good way to get our attention to your company 
and make it much easier to hire programmers because like you have two two choices to get great programmers either you have a lot of money and we're a small company in Poland and we don't have an investor uh so yeah like there are companies that that that, that can pay more or you can uh you can have a a just great work environment and and something you you can have in other companies right and we do have a lot of that uh, like in general because we're no office and etc but 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 programmers are not aware of that like like we don't exist in general in the the sphere of consciousness of you know javascript developers and so by putting our name in, in the door in, in the minds of a lot of programmers this is a great way for us it's a long-term investment but over the next many years i think watermelon and hopefully many more products open source products to come and we have a lot of open sourceable stuff brewing uh still is going to make it much easier to to attract very good talented programmers to our company yeah uh, um you sold me the idea i mean and and of course i i i know this i mean this is a story of my life i i always remember us sometimes actually you know fighting i mean not only you and me but you know dev team me and 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 uh, the cto tomas uh, fighting over the fact that programmers want to work on the coolest and the latest and the greatest but we have to be balancing you know have the balancing act of shipping something that's stable for the customers yeah. <laughs> for the users and then still work on cutting edge stuff so um so we have to make sure that you know we we don't you know just work on the latest technology whenever it shows up just for the sake of it but uh, but we want to make it practical and in th- in this case for example in the case of watermelon what 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 really you know uh, uh, sells me the idea is this fact that not only this is a cool new technology which martin took lots of time to sell me uh, <laughs> and uh, but also the fact that you know i can see already i can see already that it's just fast it's completely you know it's so much better than what we currently offer in our mobile clients. So this is something I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to integrate into 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 our mobile apps. So mm-hmm. uh, so really, it's the, the and and you know me as a computer geek who's founded the company. It's still. I love this balancing act. I love to be on the cutting edge, yet still have to push back, you know, for the practicality of things. And uh, and uh, and I think you you do like that too. So uh, this is a very a very cool environment to be in. And and as you said, um, this creates a very cool working environment because uh, we get to work on cool stuff. Yeah, and definitely expect to see more of that uh, from us over the next year or so. Uh, like we mentioned many times, teased many times, working on hashtag secret project, aka Project Purple, and and watermelon is only the first uh, of the artifacts of Project Purple that uh, has seen the light of day. Okay, then Radek, congratulations. Uh, let's you know, uh, let's hope for the best for watermelon and for you know what's gonna come from that and i just checked on again on the github page uh, there is a page there is a sub uh, page called contributors and there are three names i don't know that are already contributors to our open source uh, library and it's been it's, it hasn't even been a week so <laughs> yes. yeah i have to get used to that that you know there are contributors to our code 
who I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is awesome, and I I hope this is uh, going to continue. That people, the, the the stars is is that the stars are just the beginning, and they're going to people they're going to be people who will put watermelon to production use and will send their code and fix bugs and just make it better for everybody, including ourselves. Mm-hmm.